Koketso Sachane on SAFM. It was not too long ago that we learned of the South African Rainbow Alliance and Mekulin Makubela uh, making it very clear that her political party will highlight the needs of the marginalized um, hospitality and services industry workers and cater to them. These are amongst many of their focus areas. Uh, should Makubela win big at the upcoming polls, cashiers, guards, waiters, receptionists and cleaners will become one of the Rainbow Alliance's core policy areas. Mama Kuala joins us now on the line to expand on the South African Rainbow Association's um, Rainbow Alliance's uh, vision. Thank you very much for making time and good afternoon and Happy New Year to you, Mekolin. Afternoon, Pekato. Happy New Year to you and thank you again for having me. Happy New Year to our listeners. I would think that uh, as as politicians, uh, you have at least a couple of more weeks of relaxation before what is going to be a very intense period for you. But you are in the in the full swing of things. Did you even get any rest? Not at all. Honestly, we've been on the ground um, since the launch of the party two months ago. Throughout the entire holiday, we went to different provinces introducing Sarah campaigning. I need a holiday now, and uh, it looks like I need to get into the full swing of things before I even have a break. <laughs> but uh, it's exciting times for us as Sarah, and um, we really can't wait to have South Africans know about what we have to offer and what we promise to do for them. And and not to take you back, Mekolin, um, uh, but um, before even speaking about Sarah, um, there's also been you know a lot of questions um, around you know, what happened. Are you clear of COPE? All that drama that happened, is it all behind you? Who is COPE? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give it a time. Let the dead rest. It's, it's clear. It's done. Dusted. Um, yeah, I, I, we've moved on. Two months ago, we buried this thing. And now Sarah is leaving and we're pushing Sarah. No, I, I had to ask. I had to ask. But yes, in focusing in focusing on on Sarah, uh, I did mention at least in part uh, some of your focus areas and and even the industries and individuals that you'll be focused on. But maybe in understanding what sets Sarah apart from the, I would say, ridiculous number of political parties that we have to choose yeah. from ahead of this uh, coming elections. Uh, certainly, you're right. Ridiculous number. It's a lot. Um, but truly frustrated by the same things. What sets us apart is that um, our focus and our policies are very clear. We we want to focus on the economic growth. Um, as Sarah, we want to defeat this um, un- unemployment. We want to defeat this uh, poverty and inequality gap that exists. And um, where we feel it exists is in the marginalized communities. But um, first, there are four key areas of our policies really that are going to uh, make us stand out as well. We we call it the four legs of the table that we are serving Sarah on. First is that um, we want to deal with the common sense approach to policies. Market economies were adopting the gear that uh, President Mbeki had put on the table. We call it the new gear. We are repositioning it to focus on growth, to focus on uh, job creation, to focus on um, really doing away with uh, some of the policies that did not work, like BEE. We want to relook into that. 
we want to take um, our hospitality industry, which creates uh, 40% of our jobs, focusing on the Africans and more especially blacks and women. And uh, we want to make sure that it's regulated, it protects our women, it protects our our, our, our people that work in those industries, they get the benefits, they, 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 they get to, um, you know, the pension funds that they need and the market-related salaries, etc. And we're focusing also on unemployed single men, you know, who um, are caregivers and they've got children, nobody's looking after them. Most of them rely on the elderly grants, their grannies and their families to help them because they've got children, but they don't have, you know, another spouse to assist them or anybody else to assist them. They're unemployed. The economy cannot create jobs for them. We must be able to give them grants, you know, to to, to be able to leave. And uh, second, um, outside of the common sense approach to our policies, we also want to focus, number two, on kakistocracy. That's what Prof. Lumumba calls it. We mm. want to come against this, putting the worst of us in leadership. South Africa has competent, qualified, morally correct, and upright people that can lead this nation. And those are the kind of leaders that Sarah is gathering together and we're going to put in government. We want a lean and effective government, do away with all of these ministries that are really redundant. From 29 uh, ministers, we're going to reduce to 20. We're going to do away with deputy ministers. And all that money is going to go into this grant that we're proposing. Quite we're a bit that you've mentioned. Into- and, and, and I know mm-hmm. that you've got a lot to say, but quite a bit that you've mentioned, um, which and, and I want to go back to what you, what you touched on earlier. You spoke of how you're going to be looking at BEE and maybe even re-looking or doing away with BEE. What do you mean by that? What is the approach going to be? Because that automatically can really lead to, to, to reaction. Look, transformation is very core to what Sarah is about. And we want the, to broaden the economic participation of the very least of South Africans, you know, to be able to have jobs, access to uh, opportunities, etc. But BEE in its current format has, has further deepened inequality. What we call the intra-black inequality has increased right now because it has not targeted the uh, legitimate uh, beneficiaries. Only the cadres have benefited. Select few who are uh, are really uh, connected have benefited. The communities that should have benefited from the black economic trends, even the the, the extended broad-based economic empowerment have not uh, benefited. Instead, our Gini coefficient has even increased uh, to record high. So clearly, the BEE in its current form is not working. So that's right. one of the things that we're going to really look at and see how are we going to approach transformation without this um, current formation of what BEE must stand for. And one of the things that we're going to look at is really um, this private partnership uh, that the government really, really needs to look into their uh, infrastructure, state-owned entities, and that's where we're going to focus our empowerment on. We want private sector to work with uh, the public sector and involving communities in forming this partnership. How do we make ESCOM work? How do we make rail work? How do we make transport? How do we make uh, uh, different infrastructure, social infrastructures like health, education, etc., work with private sector? Because 
government in its current form, uh, we have reached a cul-de-sac. Yeah. We have Let's run out pause. of money, and the current government has run out of ideas as well on what to do with this economy. And if we don't step in as young, competent, qualified people with fresh ideas, we are certainly headed for the fall. So we are going to bring this in our policies. We are going to involve uh, 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 businesses, and we are going to make sure that BEE addresses the, uh, the marginalized and lifting them out of uh, poverty. We've got a couple of calls for you before we um, do let you go. Colleen McWhelle is our guest, of course, and uh, um, talking of the South African Rainbow Alliance. Moloko, in Polokwane, thanks for your call. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Koketso, and good afternoon to Nema Kubele. And the compliments of the new system afternoon. for both of you. I don't have afternoon, many questions. Thank you, Nema Kubele. I don't have many questions. I've got only one question. Since you must go and rest, you've been working on the ground. <laughs> what is Sarah's position concerning the issue of the land? I'm quite aware and sure that uh, you know the history of this country. For somebody like me who needs the land back, what is your direct question? Thank you. I mean, thank you. So, can I answer that? Yeah, please go ahead. Um, thank you so much for that question and Happy New Year to you, Buddy. Land is important to us as Africans, take, given our history. But as Sarah, we don't believe it's a priority at this stage. What is priority to us is creating jobs. Our people want to be able to build their own houses, improve their living standards decently and with dignity and end their income. There's no point right now to rush to give people land when they don't have jobs. What are they going to do with that land? They can farm, they can build on it. Government has failed to provide RDP houses, even on that land that they want to give. So we agree with the issue of addressing the land issue. It's just not going to be our priority today when we take over government. We are going to focus on having this economy to create jobs, we are going to focus on giving people vouchers as government to have this corruption, vouchers to go and build their own houses on land that government will provide and service. But people will get these vouchers for 100000 to go and buy building material, pay SMEs and service providers in their locality and build their own houses because government has failed to build houses. And we can kill this housing back- backlog in, in 12 months if we give each and every qualified person a voucher of 100000 or whatever the market-related uh, amount is to build an RTP house. Let them go with dignity, go to a builder's warehouse, go and appoint an SME, build a house and live in dignity. Let's right, got... redistribute it when we're ready. We've got more calls for you. Ndate Kandisa and Matosana, good afternoon. Ndate Kotweto, compliments of new season. Same to you, Morena. Good, my friend. Man, Ndate Kotweto, that, that lady who was in the, your guest there. Ndate Kandisa. Sorry? It's Colleen Makubel. Colleen Makubel is misleading us. Because the issue of length is very broad. That's why this person is asking why we, have, uh, we need to lay. Hello? Uh, so I didn't quite get the question. Yeah, no, I think we need to try and get um, 
And that the candies are uh, back, or maybe he dropped the call. I'm not too sure um, what happened there. Maybe if I can try and, and assist the possibility of, uh, I won't speculate. But I think some people would, and maybe I would, um, uh, McQueen, in, in, in going back to the question of, of land, to, to really ask, can we separate the land from even job creation? But also, again, in this climate at this time with the history that we have in that in our country for sarah to place the question of the land almost as a back seat while not dismissing what you are prioritizing could that not possibly be something that could be of your undoing not really because whether you want to place it as a priority or not Constitution just does not allow for the redistribution of land the way, um, you know, some people would like it to happen. Land without compensation and all. The constitution of this land is not structured in that manner. Until such time when you can have the entire majority to change the constitution, I think people must realize that let them not be sensationalized by political jargons and all of these rhetorics of land without compensation, because how are you going to implement it? It will be an empty promise for Sarah to sit here and say, we're going to give you that. When we have not changed the constitution, we are giving you practical and pragmatic things that we are going to do when we take over office and make sure that they happen because the law and the constitution allows it. Unless we get the entire two-thirds majority and then we we can change the the constitution, then we can talk of land as our immediate priority. But other than that, uh, we'll be lying to South Africans and we're not about that. There is a morally clear uh, party. We are still on the priorities of economic growth. We've got a new gear strategy, revised gear that we have put in place to address the issues of creating jobs and lifting people out of poverty, improve their living conditions, make sure that we even deregularize SMMEs and even new entrants into the market so that they're able to operate without the burden of all of this bureaucracy. They can create jobs that we want, and they're exempted from some of these heavy burden taxes. You know, All right. we want to deal with the national debt. We want to make sure that we deal with the cost of living, that people are so burdened with high cost of food. How do we deal with that in the immediate? We must put food on the table of each and every South African, put money in their pockets so that they can take their children to school. They can afford health care. Once we L- let me the ask this regarding land, we can get into it. Let me ask this as, as, as a final um, uh, question, because we are about to get to um, our sports. Considering how it hasn't been that long since Sarah has been um, announced, if you will, created, if you will, for like a birth is the right word. Um, and while noting your history uh, politically, what are your targets as Sarah, realistically speaking? And I ask this respectfully, always wondering with a number of political parties that are established so soon almost less than a year before we get to the elections, what aspirations could you have and how realistic are they considering who you're competing against? Um, maybe you can clarify your question. Realistic targets in terms of winning election or in terms yes, of Yes, in, in, terms of in, in terms of electoral um, results, success. Yes, yeah. Look, um, we want to win the elections. That's our target and we don't think it's impossible because... Most South Africans, and we've been to most parts of the country, they are very clear on what they are looking for. They are looking for competent, qualified leadership. 
They are looking for morally correct people. They are looking for sound policies that can change their lives and turn the economy to create jobs. And that's what Sarah has to offer. Black women, white women, Indian women, Africana women, we've spoken to most women, are tired of what is happening. They are looking for a different kind of leadership. And Sarah's offering that woman leadership. And we're very clear on what we need to do when we get into power. So we we are very confident that uh, we've won the hearts and the minds of many South Africans, and we continue to push our message to all those who care to listen to us. And we hope that South Africans will know that there are alternatives that are credible, that have fresh ideas and new thoughts. And we are not about corruption, and we are not about terror deployment. We are about a rainbow South Africa for all of us to join together on a national agenda. That's very key because of the alliances that we're also a, a, a building with different parties, regional parties that are joining us, that are lending their resources, their votes to us as well. We stand a very, very good chance to take over this nation. Before we, and I was going to say goodbye to you, but um, uh, there's one more call for you. Anonymous in KZN, good afternoon. Hello, Kopitso, and hello to your guest, uh, my sister there, Makubele. Uh, how are you? I hope you're all well. Uh, I hope you all have a prosperous new year. Uh, for this year, we don't know whether it's going to be prosperous or not, or we have the same new year as last year. Um, I just want to say uh, to my sister there, I need to give some advice. Instead of bringing grass cutters, grass cutting services, um, uh, to the, uh, getting one contractor to cut all over the place, why not employ these, uh, these boys that got machines and from each area and, go, uh, and give them some jobs? Make jobs for them instead of bringing one person. Oh, what happened? Yeah, to afternoon, my sister, and indeed, um, I'm keen to hear more about that because we're, we're open to looking into ideas. I just want to advise that she must not give them the money. They must have to sell this house like they had in Palmview, where the people will draw material. They give them the material and everything. They will get the old builder, to, yeah. uh, our contractor, to build it. But they must apply the material. Anonymous, thanks for your call. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Anonymous, if you can leave your details, we would love to engage more on that. I'm I'm quite keen to look into what you have raised. Thank you so much for the advice. All right, I think we'll we'll do that. Colin Makubel, it's going to be a very interesting journey over the next couple of months. Um, We wish you all the best. Uh, Thank you very much for making time. Thank you, Kogeta, any time. Thank you so much. Bless you. Colleen Makubele there is with the South African Rainbow Alliance. And I did ask her the question, and I asked the question again. And maybe you want to respond to this with the few minutes that we have left of Beyond the Headlines. Any political party that is established last year, or even some intending to establish themselves this year, months away from the elections, if I'm not mistaken, constitutionally, they're supposed to to be held by August. How realistic is it? to make any form of change or impact is the right word.